0: your source for all information regarding non-existent Australian Prime Ministers my name is Rex and my name is Josh you know what Rex and I were discussing before the program this is a complete lie
1: by the way about rebranding the podcast because you know CPR has had a good run but I'd like to name it some some other uh, medical emergency procedure like uh, Rex and Josh talk uh, mouth-to-mouth resuscitation or something like that. How do you How do you think about that, Rex?
0: I, I think every thirty-four episodes we should change to a, a different type of medical assistance. Uh, all right first
1: aid but but keeping keeping in the same line of the politics and the religion somehow we'll have to create uh, an acronym for mouth to mouth um <laughs> all right so um anyway moving on <laughs> um <also>. monotheism <laughs>
0: so make sure you send in all of your questions to Rex CPR at gmail.com or you can send to at rex and josh cpr on the social medias make sure you check out our merch store as well Ooh, sporting yeah. those cpr t-shirts
1: uh, will have awesomeness absolutely also um so i have a book right here this is dr seuss's my book about me but signed you,
0: by dr seuss uh, himself. yes
1: it is um it's right there in bold uh, printed letters yes um but so it's This was from my childhood, but now that I am politically correct and I am woke, I am going to uh, just... Get rid of this book because the subject matter is incredibly politically incorrect. Oh, no. It's it's about me. So we can't have this in a book. So I'm going to take this out back and burn this after the podcast because Dr. Seuss is not not acceptable. Did you just throw that on the floor? Yes, I did. (laughs) Um, But also to look forward to in this episode.
0: This episode. So there's a
1: really popular concept, or not like popular. It is a minority, but it's a significant minority. Uh, that is that. That's an oxymoron, I think. A significant. It's like like a larger, like a minority. Like a big small thing. Yeah. Um, Of people, uh, 29% say they'd encourage the idea of um, basically a de-United States of America, splitting the country into like-minded regions. So probably politically, we're thinking here. Uh, We'll take a look at that, uh, the consequences, kind of the motives behind that. And also the historical context, because we are a wealth of information about happenings, uh, aren't we, Rex? Yes, yes, we know
0: everything in history, including who was the Prime Minister of Australia in 1976. Mm-hmm. Who is that, Rex? Um, I don't remember their name, but I'm sure it was a great name. All right. Ah, So... Also to look forward to
1: pre-evangelism. So before you witness to somebody, you need to make sure you have this common ground, this common belief. In order, Because otherwise it'll just kind of rub them the wrong way and mm-hmm. they'll just think you're, you might be kind of weird if you don't establish kind of this foundation first, which is really important. And I want to discuss that. I also look forward to climate scientists, everybody's favorite type of scientists, mm-hmm. uh, are calling for pandemic-sized lockdowns for every two years to save the world from spontaneously combusting into an ice age. Um, so, Because that's how uh, science works. And we're going to... Uh, Sp- Kind of take a look. I at. don't think that's how ice ages work, but sure, let's go with that. <laughs> but I want to kind of take a look. Yes, combusting into an ice age. I like mm-hmm. that. Uh, I wanted to kind of take a look at what what our lives would look like if uh, if that were to be. Of course, your awesome peer questions coming up as Ooh. well. But Rex, why don't you tell us about your work week and how you um, how many inches your
0: beard grew this week? My beard actually uh, decreased in inches because I trimmed it for mm. once in my entire life. Very okay, disappointing. That's not true. But I, I have been very bad about the facial hair upkeep, and so trimming it to look somewhat presentable has become necessary. Mm. And so I did that. So I don't look like a total slob. Uh, Just don't look at my room or the clothes that I wear or anything else.
1: But <laughs> Just stare at his beard. Just stare at the beard. Not even the mustache, know, yeah, just the no, beard.
0: not. No, I didn't trim the mustache. That, that's that got to keep going. Um, but yeah, other than that, it has been work for me, and I'm really glad for that, honestly, because as much as I don't like having to work, I am glad to have a job where I'm getting consistent hours, and we'll see if that continues, because they just hired a bunch of new part-timers. Um, so it sounds like I will be training them, but I'm not sure how my hours are going to be uh, in terms of upfront. so I want to get some money. Continuing to come in in that department. Yeah, definitely.
1: So for me, I, you know, my ever-present trips to the grocery store, yes. my mother sends me on errands. Well, I went on another such errand this week, and of course, as always, something interesting happened. It's oh, like boy. I'm a magnet for wacky stories or people coming up to me with just the most that kind (laughs) of weird comments, but this is, so I go, my mother is having a Bible study, a women's Bible study or something like that. And, or she's just, Having some friends of, I don't remember She's just trying To get rid of you Yeah probably <laughs> uh, So she went, uh, Called me uh, And she wanted me To go get some drinks So I would go to the My local grocery store And I get some drinks And She's like Oh for your trouble You can go ahead And pick up a treat For yourself too So I oh. I guess uh, A thing of cookies Cookies uh, So I can enjoy those For a couple days Right mm-hmm. And so I'm pulling Into the I got my little cart And I'm pulling Into the checkout line There's this guy In front of me And he turns around and looks at me looks on my cart looks back at me it's like you really like your desserts don't you <laughs> first so i'm i'm thinking in my in my mind i'm like first of all guy none of your business <laughs> <laughs> second of all, and then i say this i'm like oh these
0: are for my mother and he like looks at me he's like yeah your mother sure sure right yeah mm-hmm. i don't understand <laughs> like why Why do people assume that the only time you're allowed to go to the grocery store is when you're buying absolutely everything? Why can't you go for, like, one thing and that be okay? But he didn't even believe me that was for my brother. You just have one of those faces, Josh. What? That nobody believes that I... I mean, it's... it's, (laughs) No that you have a dessert loving face it it's I I guess I do have a dessert loving <laughs> face
1: It's not like I had a, a cart full of I had one thing of cookies and that's the and then I had some drinks and mm-hmm. that weren't for me anyway and just if anything gets it gets me worked up it's politics and people at the grocery store commenting on
0: how many cookies I buy That's like for real people just pay attention to your own cart. You should have just stared at his cart and been like, a lot of vegetables in there, or something like that. <laughs> I should have. You really like his your card. veggies, don't you, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. So, the United States
0: of America. The United States of America. <laughs> Depending on how you pronounce it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's how Rex pronounces it.
0: So, twenty nine percent
1: in a, in a recent poll say they'd encourage the idea, which is. Previously, this was considered kind of a fringe idea, you know, but 29% mm. of the country, that's uh, of surveyed, I guess. But More that's, than 28%. That's usually pretty accurate. Yeah. I think it was somewhere around 39% or no, 37% of Republicans, 39% uh, uh, of independents and like 29 or something like that of Republicans. Uh, Democrats, mm. 27 of Democrats. I don't remember the exact numbers. Got but it. so it's not even just like a partisan thing, but it's kind of yeah. a little bit across the board, which is really interesting. Uh, officials kind of in Texas, Wyoming, and Mississippi uh, have uh, openly advocated in the recent months uh, for. Um, for this concept of breaking the United States kind of into maybe two parts I don't know uh, just separating it uh, in them into like-minded regions you'd maybe have the the conservative area and then you'd have the liberal area and then you'd have the Rex zone
0: of those people who can't quite make up their minds I was when thinking they, just like, cut it down the middle um, and then uh, the Republicans get Alaska on weekends or something like that mm. and then yeah but that would
1: That'd be close to Russia and who gets oh. Hawaii. How's this work? <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it's it's kind of an interesting concept. I think it would be utterly disastrous just mm-hmm. on its face. But I see just a, I, there is some merit just kind of in considering the idea, just not necessarily tossing it out. I just want to explore this and, st- and have a conversation about it. Absolutely. Um So one of the things, the only thing that would kind of just barely draw me to this idea is just the concept of just seeing how long it would take for the (laughs) liberal states just to crumble and everyone to move into the red states. Hmm. I'm just, I don't know. Or would that happen? I mean, let's just think about all huge left strongholds we that have let's take the like soviet Canada. union <laughs> let's take the soviet union how that i mean that lasted for a while i guess but mm-hmm. it it kind of fizzled out right but i just i mean free rampant rampant leftist ideas running wild i mean i don't i don't see that staying together for too long but well who I, knows
0: i think the the reason that this could work um this is actually a really important uh part of a lot of libertarianism um is this concept of isolationism and i just think if we're gonna do it let's take it to the extreme make each person autonomous and because they all have their own political beliefs and split it up based on that then you can all have your own private property to yourself and not have to worry about who is governing you whoa that sounds great doesn't it all right, so basically, Rex would be his own walking country, wouldn't? You? As would everybody else, unless and, you wanted to form your own countries. That's up to you. And your head would be the capital, right? Um, no. Uh, the I would set the capital of wherever I wanted to on my private property. Oh, okay. of which I currently have none. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, well, that, that's that's interesting,
1: but um, in my opinion, the consequences of this it would be a lot of people. Kind of, we see this already. As people fleeing from uh, high uh, uh, tax areas where there's low freedom, they're fleeing to the high freedom areas where there are low taxes, which are the the more conservative-leaning states. We already see this. They're fleeing from California, New York, uh, the Northeast, just in
0: droves, uh, especially since the coronavirus. I think forcing people out of where they live just because they believe something differently from you is already a huge issue. Well, I don't think it would be forcing people to. It would just be like, oh, South
1: Carolina would be in this. It would be, for lack of better, like it would be north and south type of thing. It would be. (laughs) (laughs) This uh, this is
0: getting dangerous,
1: Josh. I know. Um, (laughs) But it would be. Uh, for that reason, it would be very bad optics for whoever left the, the quote-unquote union um, because they would immediately be pinned down as the Confederacy, which is just – would not be good optics for anybody. Yeah. Um. But I, I do want to remind our listening audience of the Civil War. Of course, it was fought over slavery. It was also fought over states' rights. But it was also fought – Republicans versus Democrats and we don't even we don't think about this a lot because you're like oh there were Democrats in the south in the north that were stayed behind but what were they doing they were trying to subvert the uh, the the northern effort a lot of them so that is and the Democrats it was the Democrat stronghold in the south for a good portion uh, for the the last of the 1800s and a good portion of the 1900s. Uh, so I want to throw that out there. I'm not saying Democrats are evil, but I'm just I'm just saying policy-wise. This is what this leads to. I will say
0: the policy and decisions and just general beliefs of both Democrats and Republicans have violently shifted almost since the Civil War. I'm not saying they're they've necessarily swapped or anything like that, but they are very different on both sides compared to how they used to be. Well, I will say the Republicans were different since the Civil War because they weren't before the Civil War. Yes. <laughs> but just generally the the party seen as more conservative versus the party seen as more liberal have definitely shifted. But I, I just think it's is it's just kind of an interesting concept.
1: Mm-hmm. What, what do you think about, like, what would be the consequences of, like, industry? How would, like, national companies... Uh, how would, how would they survive
0: this? I think things would end up a lot like the Civil War. Um, I think that we would be fighting a, a, definitely a war of industry struggling to get... Um, well, I guess not necessarily. I think... I I'm very intrigued how it would turn out whether people on both sides would be cooperative and be like oh we won't stop you from getting these resources that you need or if it would turn into a no you can't have your textiles no you can't have your oil this is a a battle of industry and of not just politics but turning taking politics and being like no you don't get what you need because we have control um which is just a war tactic in general but i wonder if it would break out in Break out into all-out war or if it would be more of a civil thing. Yeah, or not so (laughs) Nice word choice there Rex. (laughs) Phrasing, Uh, it would be a civil war. This war would be very civil very friendly the civil war has never been a name that has made sense to me, but yeah, sure whatever all right, so if you have any thoughts, of course, uh, how you
1: think this might end up, of course, remember this is a minority of Americans. Mm-hmm. If you believe that this would be a, a good option, let us know. Send us an email at rexandjoshcpr
0: at gmail.com. Or, mm-hmm. or at rexandjoshcpr on social medias. We would love hearing your guys' thoughts, and especially about topics like this. We'd love to know what you think. Yeah, definitely. All right, so pre-evangelism is kind of an interesting concept
1: that Uh, we don't necessarily think about. Would we think about evangelizing or when we think about witnessing to uh, uh, Mm non-believers? We usually just think about sharing the gospel. But when I have been uh, just kind of thinking about if I was ever presented with a situation where I had to witness this, well, not had, obviously, but if I was going to witness to somebody, how would I bring that about? Because in my head, I'm thinking, oh, this would be kind of an awkward conversation shift. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, they wouldn't agree with me off the bat just because of our different preconceived notions. And the thing to do, uh, I've done a little bit of research, is uh, just to kind of build this foundation. And I wanted to go over a couple easy steps that we can do uh, just to kind of prepare ourselves me- mentally for when that happened, and I'd like for each each of you guys to be able to have that opportunity to witness to somebody because absolutely because uh, it's an incredible opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's um and if that person comes to know Christ, then then you can have the satisfaction of knowing that God was able to work. Through you to reach that person, mm-hmm. which which is really cool. Um, but so before uh, witnessing, you have to realize that most—I'm not going to generalize this and say all—but most people who you would be witnessing to ha- are not going to have any concept of sin or guilt or sacrifices, which are integral to the um, the biblical uh, gospel. So if you don't have that you have to, you have to establish that foundation first. Mm-hmm. So you need to establish that sin exists, which is evil, basically. Yes. That um are like what what would you des- how would you describe to a non believer what sin and guilt and, and sacrifice
0: and how those how those do exist? Well, um I think that first you need to Establish the existence of a standard Mm -hmm. um, because the the concept of sin would then be anything contrary to that standard. So if you haven't set up the preconceived notion, not even necessarily of the christian god or even of a god at all but just some kind of standard as a concept if you haven't set that up beforehand then you're not really going to get anywhere with the concept of evil if this person mm-hmm. doesn't believe in evil other than their own feelings and opinions mm-hmm. and also after that you after you establish that you need
1: to establish that uh, who god is and why we are kind of morally responsible you might say to him um, so established that god is loving and caring and is not this this malevolent being out there waiting to just squash us when when we steal a cookie from the store or something <laughs> like that um, but he is someone who loves us and wants to have a personal relationship. So we need to establish God's qualities. Also need to establish, uh, creation because that, uh, because of the fall and that's the origination of sin. That's the origination of why we need saving. We mm-hmm. need to establish that and you just kind of present it in a common sense, uh, manner because it does make sense it's it's not just completely unrealistic unrealistic and just out there it's it's it does make sense when you when you really think about it um but those are just some things that you need to establish the the sin the guilt and sacrifice you need to lay the foundation of who god is and then also of uh, of the concept of creation and mm-hmm. that's the that's the foundation that is gonna lay the framework for being able to, being
0: able to witness well
1: as far as i know yeah <laughs> so I agree. rex
0: do you have anything that you'd like to add to that no i think that my addition at the beginning was all that i had for that but that was a good okay. point all right so also i want to uh,
1: turn now to something awesome which is going to be really fun to think about so climate activists Ooh. um so they say that we need a pandemic sized lockdown Every two years to keep down the temperature of the Earth that will spontaneously combust and we'll just have be a big flaming ball in space, um, which is so we'll basically become another sun, and we will just completely blow up. And this is wow. what these uh, climate some climate scientists are saying. Uh, but I want to kind of think about this every two years, Rex. Now, we just went through just complete awfulness this past year. We still
0: are going through it this year. I don't know what they mean by pandemic-sized lockdown. Is it going to last for two years, and then we're just going to have to start another one before our next break? But (laughs) is this the life that we have to look forward to in the climate utopia that they are kind of describing here? Um, I'm certainly hoping these scientists are in the minority Um, and I'm, it seems like they would be, but I cannot imagine that this is a popular. (laughs) I I doubt it's popular, but
1: I just want to kind of explore this idea. What would it be like to live life in a constant state? of lockdown Ah, suffering (laughs) (laughs) so permanent lockdown basically so i want to kind of look at this um so take maybe relationships or something like that so maybe you uh, are like maybe a little older than rex and rex is like oh i'm ready to get married or something (laughs) like that's gonna happen (laughs) (laughs) but hypothetically hypothetically (laughs) Uh, and he's like oh wait man i'm locked down and can't go out of my house to go meet anybody, what do I do? I mean, is uh, online dating, but how are you going to, how are you going to kind of meet up with somebody? How's that going to work? Mm. Uh, just, um, I mean, what are you going to put on your, your profile? Like looks good in a mask.
0: <laughs> is a home buddy that that's, mm. um, that, that's actually a thing that has become more of a common, um, a common concept in I think it's either China or Japan. They actually have a word, and I can't remember what the word is, but it's a word for somebody who is attractive with a mask, but not quite as attractive without one. It oh. like roughly translates to like mask deception or something like that. So nice eyes? Or, I mean, how does that work? So you look good when I can't see your face. I will say is that what this is? It's been interesting because moving jobs like... When I when I had my restaurant job, I'd seen everybody's faces before the pandemic started. Yeah. But moving to my new job, uh, I I'd never seen any of their faces unless I'm like a few feet away and they're taking their mask off to take a drink or oh, something. Oh and my it's goodness! Like, oh, that's what that person's face looked like. I never <laughs> would have. That's not what I would have expected from that. Rex like has a heart attack.
1: Oh my goodness! They look like that.
0: It's not like a huge deal. It's just like oh that's not how I imagined your face. I don't know that I had ever really thought about what it would look like, but I wouldn't have (laughs) thought that. And so it's really weird getting used to seeing people for the first time that I've worked with for months now. Yeah. Also, I just, it's like, what what would like funerals look like? What would what would weddings look
1: like? Like these huge events that we just mm-hmm. we can't think of without like meeting in person without these this, this stupid lockdown. Like you may kiss the bride's mask. I mean, <laughs>
0: how would this work? I think that generally for um, weddings and things like that, they might be a little bit more lenient, <laughs> oh, but like social
1: distancing, uh, couple dancing. Yes. So you're you're six feet away and you just kind of like
0: shake. Or like just the, like um, Sway or something like that. Just like long sticks with hands on... Like fake hands on the end. <laughs> I <laughs> feel like dancing. that's <laughs> that's Dr. Seuss-esque or something. Inspector Gadget. Go-go Gadget <laughs> arms and dancing from six feet apart.
1: <laughs> that, that would be awesome. But just like what are these people i mean this is setting aside of course the obvious devastating economic impact that this Mm -hmm. would have but it's just kind of something ridiculous to think about that these people actually think that that's something that would be suitable for for human
0: existence which it just yeah i i don't think it is i am really curious to do more research and find out what exactly about the environment they're um Claiming this would help because I think that would be a really interesting thing to look into. Uh, carbon emissions, I think it is. Okay. I, I guess I can see that um, less travel and stuff like that, but I don't think it's a, a realistic way for people to live. I just really think that's absolutely a, not. Yeah. Yeah. Right. A little bit of a stretch. So we have some pure questions to get to, don't we? Pure questions. Yes, we do. We have a question from Garrett, I believe. Yes, and we were going to answer this last week, but I, I didn't really feel equipped to answer it. I wanted to give Garrett the best, um, the best that we had to offer. All right, so you want me to read this question?
1: Absolutely. Garrett says, "Why are numbers the same through different
0: languages and not different like letters?" Mm-hmm. Rex, take this one away. So there. There are actually different um, systems of numerals that, like, every, everywhere in the world at one point had their own system. Um, but generally, pretty much everybody in Europe adopted uh, Arabic numerals. So, like, the classic shapes that we know for 0 through 9 are just those numbers that we're used to. Those are the Arabic numerals. But, like, tally marks and things like that 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 was a number system, um, the and the, obviously we still don't we don't use these as commonly and don't really think of them as a number system. But Roman numerals, mm-hmm. the I's and B's and L's and X's and all that, that's just another number system using the Latin alphabet. Um, and it's obviously since Latin is a dead language, we don't use Roman numerals anymore we've moved on to the Arabic numerals just because that's kind of what Europe decided was their standard and a lot of people follow what Europe did um, but there are plenty of Asian countries that actually still use their own numeral systems uh, I know China and Japan both have their own that follow like their their characters but they also mix in some um, some like uh arabic numerals into their usage so i think it Mm. depends on both conciseness and simplicity of usage depending on what they're looking for so
1: so japan has its own characters for uh numbers so like it would be like mario would be one and luigi would be two (laughs) yes that's is that how that's how
0: japan works josh um but on the topic of video games i was actually watching a uh, a live stream from Nintendo today oh. and they were using um they they were doing numbers 1 uh 1 through 10 and once they got past 9 uh and moved on to 10 11 and 12 they started using arabic numerals for oh. 10 11 and 12 after the first 9 That's interesting. So I think it really I'm not sure exactly why that decision is but it just shows that it really depends on the country you're in what numeral system you're going to be using. Okay, awesome. Do, we have another question to get to, don't we? We certainly do. And this question came to us on Instagram. Don't forget to check our Instagram story cuz we occasionally put out question stickers and we love getting your guys questions there. But this question came to us from Brooke. Brooke. And Brooke asked us how to find good friends. There was no question mark, but I'm adding that in. Um It was implied. Yes, obviously, because I said we needed questions. Mm -hmm. So I feel
1: like maybe I am the wrong person to ask for this because I seem to be lacking quite in that department. And
0: yet I answered Garrett's question. So you get to answer this one, Josh. How to get good friends. All
1: right. I believe we've kind of discussed this um, just a little bit before. Um, Just obviously the, the cliche answers of be yourself, but also... Um, I don't know, just like do something to make yourself stand out. Like Rex has a beard and nobody else can match the, the, the handsome physique
0: of his beard. It just makes him Mm. stand out in a crowd. Yes. That's why I have friends is because of the (laughs) handsome physique of my (laughs) beard. Um,
1: I I personally, I like to (laughs) carry around a pocket constitution that Mm -hmm. makes me stand out. Now, like if you have an awesome ability, like being able to stand on your head while playing the xylophone with your toes, go for it. Just, it makes you stand out. Mm -hmm. So be able to have, I say something that is not necessarily just quirky, but something that is able to just kind of put you out in front of the crowd to make you kind of jump out. At, Absolutely, at and don't be afraid to go up and approach people. Because mm-hmm. don't just sit around thinking that people are going to come up to you. Because they never do. Because I had that man, man-, man- because I had that mentality uh, earlier in life, and I realized that no one was ever going to come up to me. So yeah. I decided to be more outgoing and go up and talk to people. Imagine that. Um,
0: so yeah, mm-hmm. go I up think and I would, talk to people. Yeah. What I would add to that is, in the good friends department, don't just be yourself and find people who will. You for who you are but when you're looking For good friends also find People that will be themselves Around you Ooh, I because like that. you Don't want to have Friends that are going to just Put on well I, I can't say this because this is Hypocritical and I have like <laughs> Slightly different personalities for all of the Different friends that I hang out with Ooh. but like You don't want fake friends so you Want people that feel comfortable Just being themselves around you Instead of because that's a really good way to foster friendships is that mutual comfort of, hey, we don't have to pretend. We can just be the people that we are. And so that's something I would look for is somebody that, A, you are comfortable being yourself around. And B, I would try and help people be comfortable around you so that they can be themselves. So Rex has the the multiple
1: personality disorder.
0: I, I would not diagnose myself with that. But I do change the way I act slightly depending on which friend and or group of friends I am with. This is true. I
1: see him when he's around his dog. He does try to uh, go to the level of the friends that he's with. So when he's with his dog, he seems to bark a lot. So I eat I, a lot I, of dog food. I have noticed that. Well, thanks. I did eat
0: dog food when I was a baby. Oh, OK. Yeah, that's just a, a fact. Um and that's the end of the episode. Thank right. you so much for listening. Thanks for the question,
1: Brooke and Garrett. Make sure you keep sending those in. Absolutely. Nowhere. And next, you'll tune in. To, and tune in next week to hear Rex say.
0: Anderson uh, Cooper. Goodbye. Bye. Why did I select Anderson Cooper? I don't know. That's kind of disappointing. Of the, um, no. Tune in next week to hear me say. Um, Here, do you want me to do it again? No, I, we're just going to leave all of this in. Um, oh, okay. Um, Tune in here next
1: week to hear Rex say bye.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'll say. 5.01 p.m. 5.01 p.m. What does p.m. mean, I wonder. Post uh, Prime Meridian. What's AM mean? Anti-meridian. Oh. What does ZM mean? What? (laughs) CM or Uh, ZM? Either. CM is uh, computer music uh, because CMM is computer music magazine. And ZM is um, Zittily Meridily, which is uh, a name of an Australian prime minister from 1976. Wow, you know a lot. That was a complete lie there. Oh, Not okay. about computer music, but about Ziddley Mariddley. I believed you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> My first mistake. Zidly Mariddley. <laughs> <laughs>